Now I'd like to introduce our um, guest speaker today, um, Dr. Charles Frazier. He's our Director of Missions for the Northern Kentucky Baptist Association, and he's been in his position since October, and we're so blessed to have him with us up here with all the churches. And he's um, his last church he was at, I did some research online, I kind of, um, you know, stalked you a little bit, but I, he was in Benton, Kentucky in Marshall County, and that was his last church, so, and that's down by the land between the lakes area. So we'd like to welcome Dr. Charles this morning, and share with us what God has laid on your heart today. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, Brother James, and, and for that introduction, and we are glad to be here. Uh, as your associational mission strategist for uh, Northern Kentucky Baptist Association. You know, it used to be director missions. They've changed that to associational mission strategists. You know, we've got all, I've got all these initials. It used to be DOM, that's AMS, so the NKBA. And, you know, whenever I put all those things together, I kind of want to break out in M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. Uh, just a lot, just a lot going on. And we are here, we are new to uh, the job here. Like I said, I've been in ministry just for those of you that don't know. I am from Western Kentucky. I know you can't tell that by the way that I talk. I know, I know, I know that you can't tell that at all. But uh, we've been in ministry for over 30 years. We've pastored four churches in that 30 years time frame. And uh, God has been so good to us. And we felt the call of God uh, last year. Uh, he began moving in our heart and moving in our life and to northern Kentucky. And if you remember, uh, back December 10th of 2021, we had a tornado that went across the state of Kentucky. And uh, the county that I lived in, Marshall County, had 532 homes either damaged or severely destroyed in that tornado. And so at my church, Zion's Calls Baptist Church, uh, we became the incident command center for the disaster relief of, of that. And we had around 100 people that were stationed at our church for about three weeks. And we went through that. And then after that, I became involved with long-term recovery after the tornado. And for 10 months, uh, we had mission teams, youth groups, various teams coming in. I'd house them, I'd feed them. Uh, and also I would line up the work in the homes of that of uh, the communities there. And through that, uh, we got to know several Northern Kentuckians. And they came one day and said, Brother Charles, we want you to pray about something. And I said, what's that? And I said, would you pray about coming and leading our association? And I said, I will. I'll, I'll lay that before before the Lord. And so uh, they called me back in about two weeks and says, well, what did God say? And I said, well, God didn't say no. And they says, well, good. Uh, will you mind sending a, a resume? And I said, well, I'll send one and you know, y'all can take it, throw it in the trash, do whatever you want to with it. But uh, through that, God began to work and show us that this is where that he wanted us to be and to serve him. And we're glad I have my bride with me, Miss Vicki. Uh, she, she is here. Some of you know her through Boone County uh, Court, uh, County Court's Clerk's Office. And she was working in Marshall County Court's Clerk's Office and transferred up here to Boone County back in November. And uh, we just appreciate uh, the warm welcome that we received uh, from y'all through that. Also, we have two daughters. Uh, we have two girls. They're married. Uh, our oldest daughter, Victoria, uh, is married to Travis, and we have two granddaughters, Logan and Gracie, and they are in Poland. They serve as missionaries in Poland, and they are serve, they've been there, they're working on their second year right now. And so they're in the northern parts. Many will ask, well, how close are they to Ukraine? Well, they're at the northern parts, so they're at the farthest away 
of being away and they have been serving there and serving refugees, uh, a part of that, and helping, helping as they serve the church there. Uh, the church that is there, Second Baptist Church of Gdansk, Poland, uh, asked them if they would come over and they said, well, it says, would you pray about that? And they did and they felt God's direction. And, but the church in Poland said that we don't have any money to offer you as a salary. And so, um, so they said, well, if God wants us there, he's going to provide. And through the graciousness and generosity of churches and individuals, uh, they are serving there in Poland. Uh, Travis serves as youth pastor there at Second Baptist Church in Poland. Our youngest daughter and husband and grandson are in outside of Bowling Green in Allen County. Uh, at Scottsville Baptist Church, Morgan serves as uh, youth pastor and discipleship pastor of there in uh, Scottsville Baptist Church, and in um, working in the Lord there, and are highly involved in the work and ministry of of the church and and various things. Hey, they have a little uh, boy by the name of Micah, and I got to see Micah uh, yesterday. He's going to be two years old next month, and so we're going to celebrate a big birthday party. But he was at our house Friday night and Saturday night. And did you know, folks, that a two-year-old can turn a house upside down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, real quick. I mean, he can. I mean, that boy can get into everything real, real quick. And so, uh, but we had a great time uh, of having him and being with him. And we're thankful for our girls. Like, I say, Victoria's a school teacher in Poland. Mariana works for the health department in Allen County, and uh, what they are doing for that of the Lord. Just kind of give you a little bit of a bio of who that we are uh, as we come to help you and serve you in and Northern Kentucky Baptist Association. And I want to say personally, uh, from Northern Kentucky Baptist Association, I thank this church, Bellevue Baptist Church, which reminds me a lot of our home church, Beulah Baptist Church in Hickman County, Kentucky. And uh, that is where that we were sent out by the Lord back in the 1900s, folks, back in the 1900s, a long, long, a long, long time ago. And uh, but uh, one of one of our favorite songs at Beulah is there's a place dear to me where I'm longing to be with my friends at the old country church. And uh, we just uh, God sent us out from there and we cherish that and what God did uh, in our lives in the ministry of that church. But we thank you for your generosity, for for your giving to the Northern Kentucky Baptist Association and what we're able to do. Folks, I truly believe this. I know this is at a very, very important part for you. Next weekend's a big weekend, all right? It's a weekend that you've been looking for for months and, and for a few years now. The, call, the, the interview and, and interviewing this next candidate that could be your next pastor. And may I say three important words for you this coming week, as I well as you know that you already have. Pray, 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 folks. Amen. Pray, pray, pray as you go through this process because God has a plan and uh, he has a man for you and the pulpit committee is bringing that candidate to you uh, to share about uh, his, his future vision, his future goals for, for this church and we, we will be joining in prayer for you. But as I look at Northern Kentucky, folks, I see a great mission field for our churches. I see a great mission field. I see so many people that needs to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God has placed you here. God has placed me here for this time such as this, that we may further the kingdom of God for Him right now. So I join you in, in that prayer and uh, as you seek the Lord. Absolutely. 
Well, today, folks, we're going to be preaching from the New Testament. We're going to be preaching from the book of Acts, chapter 3, and I'm going to be reading the first 10 verses of that chapter. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we encourage you to open to that particular passage of Scripture. If you have your smart devices, if you want to read it from there, I believe we will have it from on our projection as well uh, as we follow along in the Word of God. Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse number 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Verse number 2, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Verse 3, Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. Verse number four. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Verse five. So he gave, him, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement added what had happened to him. Let's pray, bow in prayer. Gracious Father, as we come to you, we thank you, Lord, for this day. And Father, as we think of the words of the special music of how that we are to be speaking, love to speak the truth, Lord. And I pray today that we would be able to speak the truth unto your people today. Father, not only, uh, not only to speak it, Lord, may it be, effect, be in our hearts as would be open unto you and see the great things that you have for us. Father, I thank you for Bellevue Baptist Church. I thank you that you have chosen this place to be a beacon of the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this community. And may, Father, may we see what we have in you. What do I have? What do I have today because of the gospel? And it is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just to kind of give you a little idea of what is going on in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1, we know that great passage of Scripture where Jesus said, You shall be my witnesses. Now, as that was said there in Acts chapter 1, that is even important for Bellevue Baptist Church today that this church was planted here by God Almighty many, many years ago. But there is for the same reason of being witnesses for Him. Of course, whenever God tells you something to do, He equips you. He provides things for you. In Acts chapter 2, we find the sending of that of the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God came in and, and Simon Peter was there preaching. And all of those things happened and occurred by a great movement of the Spirit of God, which we move into Acts chapter 3. And we find Peter and John and they're on their way. They're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and they're going to the temple to pray. Now you would think, you know, Brother Charles, I kind of think about this a little bit. Why are they going to the temple to pray. What a great opportunity to share their faith about Jesus Christ in that temple setting because people that were going to the temple or people that were coming from the temple would be thinking about God and God would be upon their mind. And so they had a platform there that they might share the gospel. 
And so as they are going on their way, they're going to pray, which is very, very important in that of our lives. But there is something that is going to intercept them in the way. And that is a man that needs the Lord. It is a beggar that is lame and has been lame from his mother's womb. He is going to come. They are going to be walking and they are going to encounter this man. And this man's going to be changed completely, totally because of Peter and John and what they have to say to this man. Now, as we think of this passage of scripture, it says, as we said, it said he had been, he had been lame from his mother's womb and, and, and it began as, as they go walk upon him. Simon Peter goes along there. John goes along there. And the Bible says he looks at the beggar and he tells the beggar, look at us. Look at us. Now, the reason why there that beggar is there is that he might survive, folks. He, that he might survive on the charity of others, of those that are going to the temple, uh, bringing their offerings and things. You know, they kind of got a spiritual mindset. And those that are returning from the temple as well, wanting to do that which is right and, and, and live the life that God would want them to live. He is there hoping that either they're coming or they're going, that he'll have, sympathy, that he'll have the charity for them. Well, as he says, look at us, Simon Peter says. The man, the Bible says there, it says he looked up to receive something from them. And then Peter made that famous statement. He says, I don't have any money. <laughs> you know, you had to say, you know, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And I apologize for those that are running the camera. Usually they give me perimeters of where to walk, folks. All right. I was in a church over there. I preached I preach service and then I was going to preach the 11 o'clock service. And I said, Brother Charles, you see that tape right there? Don't go beyond that tape. And I said, OK, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in bounds as much as much as as I can. So my apologies back there for the great job that they are that they are doing with those of, of the virtual of those who are watching at home and the, and the wonderful ministry that has come out of COVID because of that. Well, whenever that beggar heard those words, I don't have any money. Now, can you hear the beggar saying, you got to be kidding me? Man, I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to just exist another day. And you say, you don't have any money. But Simon Peter says, what I do have, I'm going to give to you. And the Bible says there, by the, he reached down with his right hand and grabbed this beggar, grabbed this lame beggar, and the Bible says that immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And says, and leaping up stood, walking and leaping and praising God. Oh, how important it was for Simon Peter to walk by that day. There was a divine appointment. There was a divine appointment for that man on that day. So with that in mind, folks, I want us to think about what we have in Jesus Christ. I want us to think today of what we have, like Simon Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have any, but such as I have, I give unto you. As the special music was given this morning to speak the truth in love, we have the truth, do we not? We have the most powerful truth in all the world. We have the power, the most powerful truth that can change a person's life, that can change a family's life. 
The truth of the gospel, folks. The truth. The truth today. This morning as, as we gathered to worship and, and as we began thanking God for the blessings and what God has done. We, we came to uh, learned in Sunday school about spiritual gifts. Brother Brad uh, shared about spiritual gifts and, and those, those, all those things that God gives unto us. But we got to realize, folks, that you and I today, Bellevue Baptist Church, has the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to be sharing that gospel every opportunity that we have. This is what we have here with, with that of, of Simon Peter. He's just sharing what he has. What he has. He has the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, today, let me tell you, you've got, you've got the, the, the uh, opportunity of the candidacy of, of the next pastor coming to this church. This pastor is going to want a church that is willing to share the truth. To share the good news of Jesus of Christ, coming alongside of Him and 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 working and ministering in this community that God has given to you, folks. We have the truth, folks. Today, we have the truth. Will we be like Simon Peter, and will we share that truth? Here's something that I that you know he was going to pray, and that's a very very important thing to do. But Simon also takes time to minister. And this is something in the Word of God. You're, you're, talk, you're looking at this morning just a simple gospel preacher. And whenever I'm reading these verses of God today, here he's going to do something which is great, and that is prayer. And we need to be praying every day because God wants you to be talking to Him. God, God enjoys when you and I take time out of our busy day, no matter what time of day that it is. And you may be like me. You may need prompts to prayer. You may need some prompting in, in your prayer life as, as you begin your day. You know, there's, there's times of the day that, that uh, whenever those times occur, that's whenever I spend special time in the Lord. Like th- uh, 3.16 in the, in the afternoon, uh, I think of John 3.16. I think of the, the love of God, and I begin praying for lost people, lost people that's in my family, lost people that are my friends, lost people that are in the community. I'll, I'll say a prayer for them. I think of... 8.28 in the p.m. at night, and, and I think of Romans 8.28, and I think of, I pray for those who are going through a hard and difficult time in life because we know that all things work together to them who are called according to His purpose. And then this morning I was sitting, I was sitting there and, and drinking my coffee and looked at my phone, and it was 6.23, 6.23, back where we're from down in Beulah, that if you had a Beulah phone number, it was 623. And I began thinking about my home church and thinking about the home community and the needs of my home community and began praying for them. See, folks, God loves it when we pray to Him. But they were going to pray. But there was a great opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And he didn't pass by that opportunity. He he took that opportunity. Folks, this coming week, God may give you a great opportunity to speak for him. God can give you an opportunity to speak the truth of what we have in Jesus Christ. Of course, also, folks, whenever I think of Peter and John, I mean, these, these disciples that became apostles... We think of Simon Peter, uh, him being uh, the spokesperson of the twelve most of the time. We think of John being the beloved, and 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 the, the great how God used these men in a great way. 
the testimony that they had, the books of the New Testament that we have uh, from them written on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of that of God. They had a testimony. They testimony. See, every child of God, yes, we have the truth. What do I have? Yes, Charles Frazier has the truth, but then also Charles Frazier has a testimony. And not unlimited Charles Frazier, but every one of us as believers in Jesus Christ, we have a testimony. Amen? Oh, I forgot to tell you, if you say amen a lot, it speeds me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get out and, and, and that kind of speeds me up, amen? Amen. There we, there we go. All right. Yes, yes, in, indeed. We, we've got a testimony. You know, whenever I look, I read in the Word of God and I think about the others, uh, believers of God, and we read about their testimonies. I look in the Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. It says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. But before his translation, he had the testimony that he pleased God. What's our testimony for the Lord today? What's our testimony for Jesus Christ? Can, we, can it be said that we're pleasing unto the Lord? You know, whenever I look at Peter and John, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Hey, they were praying, but then also they were sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Today, folks, we see a lot of things in this world, and, and I think you will agree with me, we living in troubled times, are we not? We're living in troubled times, and I mean, God's people and, and the church, if the church is ever to be shining, folks, it is a time right now that we as a church, the body of Christ, need to be shining for Him because there's so much darkness in this old world. And I'm so thankful for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, folks. But also, let me listen to this, listen to this preacher as he tells you today that we also are to be shining for Jesus Christ and having a testimony for Him that yes, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I belong to Him. I, out, of, out, of a, out of my gratitude, I serve the Lord, folks. And God needs all of us to be serving Him today in this community in our county, in our country, all around the world. Let me tell you that a, a testimony for Jesus Christ is powerful today. You say, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a church leader. Every one of us, folks, we have a testimony for God. Some of the greatest people that I have known, the world will never see them but God knows who they are because their faith in God is tremendous. Well, you know, whenever I think of, well, yes, we, as, a, as a believer, we have the truth. Yes, we have, we have, we have a testimony and, and that we are to be living for Him and, and doing these things for Him. But then also, let me sh share with you today that we go through life. And life is hard. And life is difficult. Yes, just because we are a child of God, we experience difficulty. Just because we're a child of God, we, we, we have stress, all right? We always talk about Monday mornings, how hard and difficult Monday mornings. We deal that, whether we are, uh, for the lost person deals with the Monday morning, the saved person deals with the Monday morning. But the difference is we have Jesus Christ. We have Jesus Christ, folks. And that makes our todays and our tomorrows all the better. All the better. But you and I today, 
We may be going through some things. Yes, I, I, am, I am a believer. I am saved. I'm going to heaven when, when, when I die. But also, I deal with life every day. And, as if, and if anybody knew about this, Simon Peter knew about this. Simon Peter knew about life. He knew about crisis. He knew about struggles. He knew about sinning. When we think of the life of Simon Peter, so many times we immediately we go to the, well, he's the one that denied the Lord the three times and the rooster crowed afterwards, right? Simon Peter knew about temptation in his life, did he not? Yes, he did. Some days he did not do well, all right? Because he let temptation take over in his life. And we do the same. Whenever we are tempted to sin, whenever we are tempted to do wrong, when we are tempted to, to do evil, as a child of God, we will not do well. And may I say that every one of us, we are tempted every day in our lives. Every day. Sin is rampant. Sin is coming at us in so many ways today, it is unbelievable. And since we have smart technology, it, is, it is, comes at us at full force today, folks. We've got to be aware of that. We've got to be aware of, of those temptations of what is going on and happening. But God knew that you would be tempted. Under the ministry of the Apostle Paul, listen to what the Apostle Paul said. The temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. But when you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. As I said, we are all sinners saved by the marvelous grace of God. And we deal with sin every day. But God helps us. He said, hey, number one, I'm not going to let you be tempted more than you can stand, but I'm going to also provide a way to escape if you want it. You have to make that choice. You have to make that decision. Simon Peter, he failed miserably, did he not? Yes, he did. He learned that sad lesson in life. And as I read this Bible, I see others that learn the sad lessons in life. And the Bible says that this word was written for us that might be examples. So you may have a temptation today. You may have a temptation tomorrow, this week. May you say, Lord, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I want to stand for you. I want to do that which is right. Temptations. Then also, folks, whenever I think of Simon Peter's life, when I think of Simon Peter and I think of John, of what they went through for the gospel. Yeah, they went through temptations. But also I think of, of the difficulties. I think of the trials that Simon Peter went through. Remember he wrote 1 Peter, 2 Peter. And in 1 Peter, listen, listen to what Simon Peter said. He said, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as though some strange thing is happening to you. You see, yes, just because we are a child of God, we are not exempt from trials. 
We go through them. I don't enjoy them. You don't enjoy them. But here's what I have learned. That whenever I go through the trials of life, they can make me stronger. They can make my faith stronger. They can also help me to look at life different than I ever have before. I remember I was going through uh, something at one of the churches that I pastored, and, and uh, it was, we, was, uh, we were having a deacon's meeting there, and it was a pretty intense moment. And one of my young deacons turned and looked at me, and he said, Pastor, he said, I'm over here all stressed out. He said, I look over here at you, and man, you chilled. He said, how is that? And I said, well, this is not my first barbecue. <laughs> I've been here before. I've been here before and God has taught me things along the way. God has taught me things. And today, folks, whenever we go through the trials of this life, it is a strong, teachable moment. You may be here right now and you say, you know, Brother Charles, you, you, uh, I'm going through a tough time right now. And, and I remember that whenever I talked to uh, the search committee here, they said, Brother Charles, our churches in northern Kentucky have come through COVID and, and our pastors and our churches have gone through a hard and difficult time. I said, tell me about it. I know all about it. I've experienced that. I know what it is to sit in a or stand in an empty sanctuary and preach to a camera. Now, that's a new experience, folks. But in order for our people to stay connected, in order for the gospel message to continue, we had to learn through new things through those trials in life. So, yes, as a child of God, we will have trials. And then something else that we want to share with you today, folks, lastly... I think of Peter and John. They were going to pray. And I would give them two thumbs up. I appreciate that. But they took the time to minister to that man. They took the time. Now, going back to COVID, there was something that COVID taught us. COVID did teach us that we don't have to do everything, right? I don't know about you, but I remember back in March, the middle of March, I preached one Sunday, didn't realize what was coming down the pike. How everything shut down. It was amazing. In my neighborhood, I saw, I saw families out in the front yard. I hadn't seen that in a long time. I saw parents playing with children, pitching ball and doing various things. We eliminated a lot of things in our lives and focused on what was important or as a word as we come along about was what was essential. But whenever I think of the time that these men took, it was just a few moments out of their day, yet it made an eternal difference in this man's life. One touch of the power of God in that man's life. And we see him walking and leaping and praising God. And then the community, what did the community say? They knew that it was he that was at the gate every day. They knew who he was.
And his life was changed because two men took the time. Folks, will we take the time? Do we have busy schedules? Yes. But whenever God steps in and shows opportunities for you and for me, whether it's in, in this community or in this church, at job, at home, will we take the time to serve the Lord? I also hear the words of the Apostle Paul. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16, he says, Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. I think all of us will agree the old devil, he's working overtime, is he not? Yes, he is. See him working everywhere, folks, every day. Turn the TV on. Search on the internet. See him working every day out and about, see him working every day. So we as God's people, we've got to be, we've got to be redeeming the time, folks. Simon Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But he says, but what I do have. Bellevue Baptist Church, I want you to think about what God has given to you. What a beautiful campus that you have. What a beautiful sanctuary, educational space. God wants you to use it for His honor and use it for His glory. Being involved in this community, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So the question comes down to you, and me. What are we going to do with what we have? What are we going to do with the truth? Are we going to speak the truth? Are we going to love to speak the truth? Are we going to have a testimony for Jesus Christ? Are we going to count this coming week? All right, I, I know what I need to do. Are we going to count any time for the Lord? These are serious questions, folks. And guess what? Next Sunday's going to come. And what will we have done for the Lord? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, as we bow before you today, we have so much in you. We have so much in you. You've given to us so many things, God. And Father, today we've read that great passage of Scripture there in Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John took the time to minister. Where Peter and John took the time to share Jesus. Simon Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have any money. But let me tell you what I do have. And became a witness for you there at the temple gate.
Father, I pray for us today that we would be witnesses for you. Father, there might be someone here today you've been laying something on their heart to do to be a witness for you. Whatever that might be, I pray, Lord, that they would do that. Father, there's someone here today that does not know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their life. I pray today, Lord, that they would put their faith and trust in you. As we're going to have this time of invitation, may our hearts be open to you. Dear Father, we pray. And amen. Would you please stand as we sing?